Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome the back. wild monk. Yeah, because I look like a monk. I, I'm very calm, but uh, Today I have these extreme uh, the interests. To bank executive Renata Rosen. I'm trying to fulfill a dream. I've been Ocean wanting to go to Titanic and see it with my own eyes since before they found it. She's been saving up to see the Titanic for 30 years. Dreams don't have a price. It is truly some people a want a Ferrari. Event. Some um, people buy a house. I want to go to Titanic. But the star of the show is the Titan, Stockton Rush's custom-built submersible. Five-inch thick carbon fiber capped on each end by a dome of titanium. If all went well, I myself would be spending about 12 hours sealed inside on a dive to the Titanic. Not going to lie, I was a little nervous. So first and foremost, you know, it is very tragic whenever we experience these situations. I know I've been watching this story really closely like everyone else, and there's just something about this story that captivates the mind. I don't know what it is, if it's relative to the fact that it's historical, thinking about Titanic, thinking about the deep depths of the ocean, something we can all kind of share in the fear of it and the billionaire aspect of it, the $250,000 to get on, and then watching this story as the timeline go through oxygen only to determine that this thing had imploded. So some might suggest it imploded before they were in there at a period of time. If you remember, um, I talked a little bit about yesterday that comms were lost an hour and 45 minutes into the dive. And as a result of that, um, there never was communication again. Now, what we do know is the Navy, in fact, detected the underwater sound through their underwater acoustics that it's determined to find and inform or alert based on Russian submarines or things happening in the ocean. And they indicated that they, in fact, heard some type of explosion anomaly that coincides with a implosion that took place Sunday evening. So if they correlated that to the time of one hour and 45 minutes from the comms, it's pretty much determined that that's when it happened. So a lot of people are asking, why did they still continue to search? Well, the Navy informed the Coast Guard Operations Unit, but they still wanted to proceed in doing any type of investigation and rescue as needed in order to exhaust all options. So, which makes sense. I mean, you can be like, oh, we have to call it off. And the Navy told us they heard some type of um, potential explosion Sunday evening. So as we understand probably what happened and we start to put pieces together, I have done a deep dive on it. I've really researched it, watched a lot of videos, done a lot of reading. And within this episode, I'm going to give you kind of an overview of probably what happened in the last moments and also give you an understanding of the negligence that has taken place by OceanGate as it relates to this sub and the information they were informing and using. So it's one that is really captivating and it's almost like it's like an ftx type story again where you have sam bakeman freed completely lying in order to drum up certain market share and knowledge about ftx in my mind this is a very 
similar story where you have this CEO really driving these narratives and people buying it and in a dangerous level. So needless to say, we'll get into it. And I'll probably go a little bit longer than normal on this podcast just to give an overview of what's going on. But first, I really want to give you a timeline of what I think happened um, as it relates to whenever they lost comp. So it's believed that whenever um, this situation happened as it relates to this sub, what we have to understand about the sub is carbon fiber tube with ends that are titanium. And we can get into the little, the, this structural integrity, structural integrity of this submersible later, but it's really important to understand is as they were going down, um, you know, submersible doesn't have its own power. So the difference between a, a submarine and a submersible is a submersible has the ability to get in and out in port of its own, and a submersible is usually dropped. Um, this one's dropped 30 feet, and then it sinks, and then you have ballast, and you can drop ballast, which is the weight, which can lift up. And this subway, or this subway, this submersible had seven different ways to get to the surface. So what happened? Well, uh, they think as they were in that hour and 45-minute time period, something occurred, and they tried to drop ballast and come up as quickly as possible. But as a result of coming up, this is when the the, the implosion occurred. And I'm going to go ahead and play a clip from you, from the CEO, talking about what, what happens within this situation. So what's the material of that? Uh, it's acrylic, plexiglass. Wow. Yeah, and it is uh, seven inches thick. It weighs about 80 pounds. And when we go to the Titanic, it will squeeze in about three quarters of an inch. It just deforms. The acrylic's great because it squeezes in, and before it cracks or fails, it starts to, to crackle. And so you get a huge warning if it's going to fail. A huge warning if it's going to fail. So this is the type of rhetoric we get consistently within these videos from Stockton Rush. And it, obviously, it's not the case. I mean, if you're hearing crackling within the ship and you're at the depth of, like, th what is it, 300 met metric tons per square inch, it's going to completely crush you. And this is what happened. But if we look at the positive side of the implosion, is a, they say it happens within two milliseconds. So the implosion would have happened so quickly the brain wouldn't even had enough time to register what was happening because they say it takes the brain three that takes the spinal cord going into the cerebral cortex to measure information by three nanoseconds. And this would have happened within two. Now, whenever this implosion happened, it would have been just something it, it's, it's even hard to describe, but the implosion would have been so strong because there was a, there was an, an structural integrity issue so all that pressure came down on that point so if you can think about it it's almost like whenever you whenever something has so much pressure at one point it draws it down because that's the water one you go and that's kind of the the gravitational aspect of it and the water pressure so it's going as fast as possible to get there in order to fill it now what they say is that the pressure would have been so hot and so strong it would have liquidized anything in there and more than likely we're never going to really find the the um the bodies of these individuals unfortunately because they would have been completely incinerated um so with that being said that that's the crackling of the situation and the issue 
Now, whenever we look at it, the reason why this sub this this submersible was so controversy is because it was not designed correctly. Now, what does that mean? Well, whenever we look at these submersibles, what we have is it needs to be consistently designed with the same material. Um, now, I've looked at a couple, and one of them probably is the best submersible, and just so happens that James Cameron, the director of Titanic, Abyss, and um, Avatar, who's an avid deep-sea submersible diver, owns partial of this company. It's called Triton, T-R-I-T-O-N. Um, and this, this, this company offers a really unique design into looking at submersibles. And looking at it, it kind of looks like a tiny purse, but it can go to the deca- deepest, dark, darkest depths. And it's not being made with carbon fiber. It's being made with titanium steel. And it's structurally sound. You know, the thing about this, the submarine and the reason why it cracked is it looks like a can. And if there's not a consistent structure within it, it's going to completely collapse. Now, you guys might be asking, you know, how did this thing get registered? And it didn't. There was no certification process that went through. There was nothing like that. And in fact, in 2018, the Maritime Technology Society, better known as MTS, sent a letter to the, the organization of March 27th saying, and this letter is sent on behalf of the industry members collapsed to express the anomal concern regarding the development of Titan. So within this letter, I won't read it all to you, but essentially what they're saying is that this thing is not built for the ocean. It does not meet the necessary um, safety standards. And as a result of being a prototype, it should not take any tours of any people to the bottom of the ocean. And, and the, MV, the MUV organization has been safe for the last 40 years. So, they wrote this letter to Titan, and people already knew within the community saying that there was a structural integrity issue with it. I'm going to go ahead and play a clip for you from James Cameron. Community, we're very concerned about this sub, and a number of of uh, you know of the top players in the in the uh, deep submergence engineering community even wrote letters to the company saying that what they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers, and that needed to be certified and. I mean, that's James Cameron talking about it. What's so crazy is he is like a legit submersible engineer. I mean, you think about the money, the time, the effort he puts into it, and everyone was aware of this. Now, what's even crazier is this story gets crazier and crazier, but what's even crazier is Rush Stockton, or Stockton Rush, was very aware of it as well. And I'm going to go ahead and play this clip of him talking about the submersible and the issues could have with the integrity or why potentially he is a quote-unquote innovator i'd like to be remembered as an innovator um i think it was general macarthur said you're remembered for the rules you break and you know i've broken some rules to make this i think i've broken them with with logic and good engineering behind me the carbon fiber and titanium there's a rule you don't do that well i did well i did if you get that last blip he's talking about the titanium and the carbon fiber making into the submersible. Like, James Cameron did a really long interview and a really good job describing how these things need to be tested for years, all right? And they need to be pressure tested. They need to be stress tested. And this thing was not stress tested. It only went down to the Titanic three times. And more than likely, there was some type of structural issue as it relates to the front part of the window or where it opens. Because 
I really think what's crazy is you actually get drilled into this. So you can imagine you're getting in this ship and they're drilling it in. They're drilling in the front cover, the window. And a lot of people think that maybe this window was a little bit too big. If we look at one of James Cameron's um, submersibles, the window for going this deep is maybe is the size of a Coke can. You know, it's this is the other one was about eight eight inches wide and it was really large. And under this pressure, you know, something could have potentially happened. Now, the reason why this story is so crazy to me amongst everything is is there is a true direct correlation with negligence and you know everyone's all now making the comparison that it's so crazy that what brought the titanic down was arrogance as related to navigating the glacier field um and now we're looking at the arrogance of stockton rush as it relates to this this submersible and pushing the edges and wanting to be remembered as an innovator well in a lot of ways he's going to remember as someone who was thick-headed and it resulted in getting people killed i mean I really can't emphasize enough, like looking at this, this submarine and now having hindsight bias on all the information being read and, and the simple fact that now we know there was an implosion. I mean, th this was a ticking time bomb that was set in place by this design. And this design is not built to go to these depths. You know, they're not built to maintain this kind of pressure and stress. And you think about the individuals on board, including the 19-year-old kid, and it just, your heart goes out to him. I mean, there's no other way to, to get around it. But I think what's what's even crazier, okay, is the simple fact that you had it. And I talked about this being kind of like a dumpster fire in the last, yesterday's episode. And I really hadn't gotten to the deep grittiness of it. But if we look at it, in a video, we have, John, we have Stockton Russ saying that Boeing, NASA, and the University of Washington helped them design it, giving it some credibility some validity in the aspect of what it was. Well, only to have information come out that said Boeing had never partnered with Titan with OceanGate and doesn't know about any designer built. NASA saying they never worked or done anything as it relates to designing this, this structure. Washington, the University of Washington, indicating and saying they had nothing to do with this as well. And it's like you have this consistent blatant lies. And I'm going to go ahead and play another clip for you where he's talking about it. It seems like this submersible has some elements of MacGyver-y jerry-riggedness. I mean, you're putting construction pipes as ballast. I don't know if I'd use that description of it, um, but there's certain things that you want to be uh, buttoned down. So the pressure vessel is not macgyver at all because that's where we work with Boeing and NASA and the University of Washington. Everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still going to be safe. I mean, oh, I mean, that level of ne negligence is just insane. It's a bold-faced lie. He's taking people down at the deep depths of the ocean, saying that is structurally sound and nothing can happen. And that's not the case. It clearly imploded. And now we're dealing with this story and this situation as an aftermath of that. And I really think it goes to show, like, you know, why, for what? You know, I think what happened within this situation, they use the term innovative a lot, saying that they're kind of using this new technology prototype. And then within the letter that's sent by the Maritime Technology Security Organization, they kind of allude to this being like, hey, we know this prototype. We know we're trying to push the envelope on technology because nothing like this has been done. But we don't think it's a good idea if you put people in it and then and then have them pay you $250,000 
to to go out and use this. So whenever we dissect this, um, it is just it's there's going to be more information that comes out. Obviously, we're in the early stages of it. It's only been announced within the first this 24 hours of really determining that it had been imploded, been found on the ocean floor about 16, I think, 100 feet away from the Titanic. And they think probably what happened is it imploded as it was going down. Obviously, you've heard that it indicated that there's crackling would have been going on. Saying there's a problem. They dropped ballast trying to raise. As a result of raising, it imploded as a result of a weak structural integrity now today what they determine within what you what the uh, u.s coastal guard said within a tweet earlier in this afternoon that they found a debris field and then there was information coming out that in fact they found the the um the the back of the ship and a landing um they found the back of the submersible the titanium one and the um the actual landing equipment what they haven't found is that structural bow that they're talking about where people are and they think this would have imploded and burned up instantly and exploded um you know my final thoughts on this really it is very very tragic and i think people want to be mean and say this crazy stuff about people who are rich and afforded it they didn't know that this situation was going to happen and i think in a lot of ways they were lied to i mean obviously you have to fill out this crazy form that says hey this is a prototype it's not been tested it's not been certified, and essentially you're hopping on the thing and going to the deep, dark aspect of the ocean. If you look at James Cameron's um, submersibles, all of them are certified, tested, even the ones you can buy and even the company he's affiliated with. So there was this wild, wild west mentality, this, this, this negligence that took place, and as a result of it, it cost five people's lives. I do think that he leveraged himself. I think that when you look at uh Stockton Rush's background I mean I think he got his degree in aerial um I think you know spatial aerial spatial I don't want to say awareness but he also went and got his degree in business so he understood aspects of business but I do think he kind of has a golden tongue in all these situations they're trying to hold him accountable they're indicating a letter and he and he's kind of ducking him and he's trying to maintain this aspect of their company and I think this is what cost people's lives now there was another gentleman who actually was a friends with um, one of the individuals who perished within the ship, and they were drinking beers with um, Russell Brandt trying to talk about doing it. And this individual just indicated, hey, there's a lot of integral issues with this, and I don't feel comfortable. And you have to put down 10%, so I think he put down 25000 and asked for it back, and his friend still continued, went ahead and did it. So... I think needless to say, it's it's a tragic event. Nothing like this has happened in decades with, with any submersibles. They follow the gold standard. There's been a lot of science and progression that's taken place. And this is a sign of someone who went against the science, went against the information, went against people warning them in order to create this, this new technology submersible where he was an innovator. And as a result of it, it costed his life. You know, no telling what's going to happen with this company. They're probably going to be sued. You know, his wife is left as the as the um, the PR in charge of communication for it. I mean, I can't imagine what she's going through right now. You think about these families and everything they're going through, and it, at the end of the day, it's really tragic, you know. But to think that this thing went down three times, and that means around maybe 15 people went down, um, it's, truly, it's truly insane it was able to do that. So 
the lesson is like, you know, there needs to be regulations put in place now for these submersibles. There needs to be a consistent standard if this is going to continue on to take place. And, you know, um, I really think, you know, these things need to be monitored more. And it really makes you wonder, you know, we're going to see things like this as it relates to space. So more on that. But thank you so much for listening. And that concludes this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening. Please like, follow, comment, do everything you can do. And let's build this. You know, I've truly enjoyed it so far. And uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow.